welcome to the DC Drop, where we talk all the news from this week in DC movies, TV, and comics, although we're going to be talking a lot about Birds of Prey, the new trailer, and the Joker movie. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. So let's jump in. First off, a note on last episode, if you heard not the two of us talking about things like Birds of Prey and other things, uh, and if you just heard me rambling for a little bit, then you downloaded the wrong episode. That is our fault entirely. Uh, There's an error with the way we uploaded things, and so... If you want to check out that last episode, go ahead and re-download it. The right one should be up now, if I got everything fixed correctly. Uh, let's jump in with Birds of Prey. First off, there's a bunch of posters released leading up to the trailer being released. Any thoughts on these, Zach? They all look really good, bright, colorful, kind of fun. Um, and it's they all very, very heavily feature Harley Quinn, which makes sense that she is the main focus of this film. Uh, but it kind of follows along with the trailer where she is the the main focus and we haven't seen a ton of the other birds of prey, which um, is okay. We'll get to see them in the movie, but um, I was hoping to maybe see some like individual posters of some of the other birds of prey and like see their costumes and stuff, but that's okay. Yeah, I will agree with everything you said there. I like these posters. They're, they they all look good. They're colorful and I don't have any complaints about them. I think they would be cool. They probably stand out if you're walking along a yeah, a bunch of, of movie posters, they would stand out because they're all unique and different. But like you said, and this goes for the trailer, so I'll kind of lump it in together here. This looks very Harley Quinn centric. Obviously, Harley's a hit from Suicide Squad. You want to maximize that. You want to get her out in front of that. But I do wish there were was a little more work on introducing those Birds of Prey characters or at least getting to know them a little bit more. And this, the same thing goes for the trailer. It's very Harley heavy. And again, that's smart to market it but it's almost entirely harley and it to the point where if that's what the movie's like i don't think that's what the movie's going to be like whether it's 60 percent harley 40 percent the other birds of prey characters or 40 60 whatever it is um i think i would like that i would be really like this stuff a lot more if it was a harley quinn titled you know if the movie was just harley quinn or the emancipation of harley quinn but since it's just birds of prey and the and the fabulous emancipation of one harley quinn um, yes, if it was not called that, I would be, I would probably love all these things and think I'd look great for a Harley film. Um, but since this is Birds of Prey, I wish it would just do a little bit more to introduce them, especially in the trailer. There's plenty of Harley, but I don't think anybody but her gets more than one line. I could be wrong there, but it's very Harley Quinn heavy. Again, makes sense, but I wish part of marketing is to also introduce those other things to get people excited for Black Canary, Huntress those characters i don't know that this trailer does that and that's kind of my one complaint about the trailer and the posters so far yeah and it, i think it is a, a valid complaint but at the end of the day like you said harley quinn is what is going to bring um people to the box office people like you and me we're going to go see the movie regardless and then general public they have no idea who these birds of prey are they might know who some of the actresses are and be interested to see the movie because they like that actress but for the most part harley quinn's going to be what puts people in the theater so it makes sense yeah, absolutely. But I think you could also use that opportunity to yeah. get people more excited about them. But I, I totally get, you know, Harley, it makes sense to to market Harley. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is a, is a big hit and she should be getting a lot of emphasis. So we got this two minute trailer. Overall, Zach, what do you think of it? Again, per- very similar. I'll, my, my comments will sound pretty similar to the talking about the posters. Very colorful. Lots of lots of fun action. Lots of slow-mo, uh, cool looking slow-mo. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I think there's interesting ways to use that and it looks like they're gonna do some cool stuff with that um but yeah a lot of harley quinn not much of other characters uh we do get to see Hugh mcgregor a little bit he's doing an american accent it sounds pretty good 
um, from the little snippets of dialogue that we have from him. Um, and he looks kind of over the top, crazy eccentric, which is um, a fun take on Black Mask. So uh, we obviously don't see Black Mask yet. He still has a normal face. So I'm I'm interested to see how that comes about. If we'll see that, I'm assuming we'll see that at some point. Uh, you have to assume that would be, you know, it's either part of the story or else he's waiting to reveal the black mask for later. Um, but he is called Black Mask at some point. He, it would make sense for him to wear a black mask. And I do wish the other characters had some recognizable costumes as well. A little bit more on that. They're kind of, it's more casual gear, which is fine for most of it. But I would like to see their uh, kind of classic costumes a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a pretty good trailer overall. Um, lots of quick glimpses, just shots of them. I don't think anybody really gets a chance to stand out. I think Black Canary gets the coolest things for me. We get to see her singing and it rattles the water of, of someone watching and yeah. she gets the best line, I think in the trailer when Harley's rambling about whatever she just says, Harley focus. I thought that was the best line of yeah. the trailer. Um, so yeah, the glimpses we did get to see of those other characters I thought were mostly good. Um, like I said, I would have liked to have seen more, but uh, that's that's fine. Marco Robbie's accent seemed a little bit different than Suicide Squad. It could just be that it's been a while since I've seen Suicide Squad. That's not a positive or a negative. That's just an yeah. observation. It sounded a little bit different. Not good or bad, but just different. Yeah, and it might also be... I, I had the same kind of feeling, but I was chalking it up to seeing a few different voice actresses do it like an animated since I've seen Suicide mm-hmm. Squad the last time, so... I think I just have that in my head. So I'm assuming it's pretty similar. Yeah. And we got maybe a couple lines that pointed at what the story might be. And that got me a little more excited. Like this could be a, a story. Emancipation's in the title. And we get to see Harley getting away from Joker. Helena, probably from her family, if you know anything from the comics. So it's probably the way it's going to go. Renee, it looks like from police work. So it sounds like this group of people are all getting together, working together. Presumably Black Mask is after Harley. That's what it looks like. And because Harley runs into them, now Black Mask wants all of them or is is targeting all of them to take out whatever he's doing. And so they have to work together, which I think is cool. If you're going to have Harley and the Birds of Prey together, that would be an uneasy partnership. So forcing them to work together is kind of the best way to do that. So I'm glad that they're doing that. And I think that could make it a really cool story. Yeah, I'm I'm interested what what event or um, what thing brings them. Obviously, they're all banded together against Black Mask. But like you said, I'm, I'm a little curious as to why. They're all like, how are they connected? Um, we'll figure that out. It doesn't look like Joker will figure that too heavily into it. I think what we saw of her talking about Joker is probably as much as there will be. There might not be much more of that. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm i interested, um, kind of like you said, the, that emancipation of, of these different characters. And hopefully we have enough time with each of them to, to figure out what makes them tick and to have some sort of investment and care why they need to be emancipated from whatever they're getting emancipated from but so far it looks like it's going to be uh pretty good at that one of the other things there's a hyena in there which is a little like where did that come from why is that happening um if you haven't like if you didn't watch the animated series or read some of the comics where you see bud and lou the hyenas that were joker and harley's pets and so that's a, a nice fun reference to harley's past it looks like there's only one of them so maybe joker has the other one they got split up or maybe they're just instead of doing two hyenas or just doing one. oh yeah yeah i didn't even think about that it's it's cool that they're going that deep with with harley history because it seems like on surface level they're kind of staying away from the comic book elements of some of the characters but then they're including that so i'm glad that's there yeah and uh, like what you mentioned about joker that might be 
oh, we get, I would, you know, I, part of me would think it would be really cool just to have a Joker cameo just because it would make sense in a lot of ways. But it could be just the opening scene, uh, Harley saying, yeah, I'm not. Last time you saw Joker and I were busting out of Bell Rev and some bad things happened along the way. He's a jerk. And so I'm gone. That could be as simple as that. So how tied it is to the Jared Leto Joker, we will see. But a, a pretty good trailer overall. Um, nice to see. And I'm assuming we'll get one more of these before February and, and the film comes out. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, like we've both mentioned, we'll get some more focus on some of the other characters. But I think this is a really good introduction into what this movie is about and obviously a, a focus on Harley Quinn. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about Joker. First up, we'll talk about some news about how it did uh, opening weekend really doing well financially so the cinema score is b plus which normally for popular movies you're hoping for at least an a minus or better b plus especially with this being a darker movie is a pretty you know pretty good for r-rated standards i don't i don't know the exact numbers usually you want something in the a range but for considering it's r-rated a b plus is actually a pretty decent score and the reviews for the film are mostly positive and financially it's doing very well the domestic opening weekend was 96 million that makes it the number one October October opener of all time and the number four rated R opener of all time. The international opening weekend was over 150 million. So total, it's just under 250 million, 248 something for the opening weekend. Very big for a film that is initially came out, came in as 55 million. I've seen 64. I've seen up to 70 for the budget being for the film. Either way, uh, it's doing very well financially for the budget. Yeah, either way, they have probably already broken even and are on their way to making quite a good profit off of this movie. But yeah, pretty much every measure of success they have have done very well in. Yeah, so I guess now it's just time for us to give our review for The Joker. We have seen it kind of late to the party getting our review out there, um, but we were late to see it and uh, needed a couple days to think it over. Um, I guess non-spoiler-wise, Zach, What's your overall thoughts on the film? Yeah, it's it's hard because I I think I was I was definitely a lot more excited for this movie than you were. Like just going back talking when we were first it first got announced, I was super excited about Joaquin Phoenix. I was pretty positive on Todd Phillips because I had seen uh, War Dogs and I liked that and I thought he was going to go in a good direction. And um, then there was all like the buzz around it, like after the film festivals and everything, and you know positive screenings and. So I was I was pretty excited going into this and I'd say I was pretty let down. I it's not a lot in it that I enjoyed if I'm being completely honest. Um and just overall I'm not a huge fan of the direction they took it and kind of like the whole message of the film. Um so we'll we'll definitely get into more stuff in the spoiler part but just overall this is not a movie for me. I think it's definitely for some people but it's not for me. Yeah, and that's the thing about film is everybody can interpret it differently and look at things differently and have a, a different perspective. And sometimes movies just aren't for certain people or or very much are for certain people. Like you said there, I have been unenthused about this film basically from the day, actually from the day we first heard about it. Uh, I just personally, as someone who wants to see a shared universe and thinks that's the best way to go both creatively, because that's what I'm interested in, but business-wise to build a, a big shared universe having something separate didn't make a lot of sense for me. Um, so I, I've been against this pretty much every way, except for I think Joaquin Phoenix is a talented actor. And I think the Joker is a, an important character to put on film. So it would have been, nobody would have been more shocked than me to hear me coming out of this saying I loved it. Yeah. Uh, having said that, I like this film even less 
than I thought I would, uh, even taking all those factors into account. So I, I just wanted to get full disclosure. If you're excited about this film, I don't don't take my opinion for it because I didn't think I would like this at all. Um, and I like it even less. Yeah, and I think I think you would agree too that, or tell me if I'm wrong, but I think no, I don't think you can say that this is a poorly made film or that it had bad acting or like that poor director poor directing or bad cinematography or anything like that it is a very well executed film for what they were trying to do i just didn't like what they were doing yeah i i agree with you there it's you know it sounds like i'm not exactly praising it but it is professionally made in in all ways and things but it's just what i took out of the film i didn't quite enjoy that much um i guess before we get too much into that it would be a little bit spoilery um so i guess i guess we can just uh get into spoilers now yeah i think the i think a good question that would would be kind of like frame this is who is this movie for because i like i alluded to the fact that it's not for me i would i would call this movie a horror movie which neither of us are big fans of horror films so i don't watch a lot of horror movies and the ones i have seen i don't really like and this to me has the feeling of horror movies i've watched where the film is basically trying to make you uncomfortable the entire time and this movie succeeds in that very well in making you very, very uncomfortable to the point of like, I felt sick during watching this movie a couple times, which doesn't normally happen. So it's a very affecting film. It's just not, it's not something I normally seek out in movies I'm watching. So the Joker is very much like the villain of a horror film, but it's kind of weird the way that this movie is set up where there isn't a good person who the villain is after. It's just everybody's bad and Joker's bad. And so who are like, and then the story is framed in a way that Joker is the good guy. People, you're trying to root. You're not really rooting for him. I don't know. It's hard to like talk about this, but in a way that makes sense. But it's set up that he is the protagonist and things are going in his favor, which is kind of strange. Yeah, I think that is, yeah, that's horror. Is it maybe a little bit of elements of psychological thriller, some crime drama, that kind of thing. If you were to make a film that I would not want to see at all, um, this would check a lot of boxes. And I'm, not, I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying this isn't my type of film. I don't normally search out R-rated films, uh, crime drama type of films. I'm the one who thought Shazam could be PG because there's no need for it to be PG-13. So yeah. an R-rated Joker film, even though you can argue it suits the character, you certainly can argue that. And none of that surprised me, but it's a film disconnected from everything shared universe-wise. Um, there's no characters to really definitely root for. You're not sure what to root for, which, again, makes sense with the Joker film, if you're going to have Joker be the protagonist. And the story ambiguity, I think, was the the thing that bothers me the most about it. Again, makes sense for a Joker film, but that doesn't mean I have to like the way it was executed or the way it was done. Um, I know some people like films being ambiguous and open to interpretation, and I can support that in a lot of ways. I think when the story, what actually happens in this movie, is ambiguous. That makes it difficult for me to analyze. How did I like the story? I don't know because I'm not 100% sure what happened. How did I like the characters? I don't know because I'm not 100% sure what the characters did or what they didn't do or if any of the characters even existed. Right. Um, so that's what makes it really difficult for me because I spent the last couple of days looking at reviews, reading reviews, listening to reviews, trying to, to figure out why this is, why so many people like this, and I just don't. And so I, I don't want to come in here and just bash it, but... I think we want to be honest and say what we think about it. The The ambiguity is a huge thing for me because I watched the movie and I don't know what happened. And I've seen reasonable arguments made that it's 100% 
in Joker's head. Yeah. Or in our, or it's a hundred percent in someone's head and it's not even the Joker. It's just somebody picturing what the Joker's doing. Somebody who might know the Joker or something like that. This Arthur Fleck doesn't even know, isn't the Joker, but somebody else was the Joker and he's picturing if he was, I've seen arguments that it's all real with the way the film is presented to me. I could buy both of those interpretations, mine because of what the film gives us. Um, Maybe on a second watch, I would see more clues, what's real, what's not. The way I take it, unless it's explicitly stated that it's not real. So Arthur on the Murray Franklin show the first time where he right. pops up out of, and he's just watching it with his mommy pops up. That seemed fake to me, obviously. And the scenes with um, Zazie Beetz character, other than the elevator scene and when he goes in later, those were all fake. And so that wasn't really surprising for me. But I picked up early that some of the seems, things seemed fake. So I didn't know where to, what was real, what wasn't. And so that makes it tough to evaluate. Yeah, like you said, this is, I think we'll just keep hammering at home is that these things on paper work for other people who like these things and their movies. And it it executes those things well, like this, the ambiguity, the not knowing what's going on, what's real, who's real, what actually happened, what didn't. But neither one of us are big fans of that. So it, it seems like a lot of people like that. And for whatever reason, we don't. Um, but... I don't know. It's I think it's tough because like there is that ambiguity and you can be you can be argued to the fact that none of it happened. Um, it was all an imagination and that these things shouldn't happen. But somebody watching this movie who is maybe identifying with the Joker or like saying, you know, like people don't like me. Maybe I should act out in violence against the people who are mean to me aren't going to catch that nuance or that ambiguity because there isn't any there isn't anything in the movie that is like glaring tells you like, hey, these are these things didn't actually happen or these things shouldn't happen. Um, so that's the part that I think maybe frustrates me the most is that, yes, you're allowed to do things artistically and have that ambiguity, but it's just hard, like especially with this kind of story, to leave it, to basically make it seem like glorify the violence and then if you're violent, people will rally around you and you'll be famous and everybody will like you, which is it's kind of tough to see. Yeah, uh, and I want to I want to touch on that a little bit more. Um, but the best thing I can say about this film, I hope, I, I truly hope that it opens awareness for mental health issues and yeah. gets people to help recognize in others and themselves and helps people to know when to go to help, when to search out help. I really hope that's what, what it's for. And you can, if this whole film is just either a delusion or a fantasy playing out in an in inmate's mind, I think I would appreciate it a little more. I don't think I wouldn't like it either way, I'm guessing. But I think I would appreciate it a little bit more if maybe we saw somebody else's perspective in that final scene where where Joker is there and cheering and everyone's cheering for him. If there was something to signify that maybe that happened a little bit differently or yeah. something else. But the way it's presented is that it makes it me think it's real. And so, yeah, that's really difficult to see someone rising up violently and then everyone cheering him on. And, and like you said, the film made you physically ill at parts. It definitely did, made, did for me as well. It's uncomfortable to watch, and that scene is the one that sticks with him the most in terms of, boy, that was uncomfortable, all the people cheering right. for the Joker for, for what he had done. And that scene, scene, that scene seemed to go on forever. I don't know, it might have yeah. been 30 seconds or 90 seconds. It seemed like the longest scene in cinema history while I was watching it huh. um, because it seemed to go on. And I kept waiting for it to cut away and revealed, like, this isn't what really happened. This is what's in this guy's head. But that was never really done or at least clearly communicated to me. Right. And the, I think what's even like doubly frustrating about that is that they already 
did do that in the movie like you said with the zazie beats parts where he's imagining going on dates with her and like being her boyfriend and then they go back and flash back and show all the times that that was happening that she was obviously not there he was by himself he was imagining these things so they already it's not even like they decided across the board we're not going to show what's real what's not real they included those parts in the movie for for that they just didn't do it at the end yeah absolutely and yeah so it's really tough for me to look at anything else but uh yeah i i really hope it i don't know if this was the intent but the best thing i can say about the film like i said is i hope it it raises those mental health issues awareness and maybe inspires people to treat others better um yeah but yeah i I would have liked to see a different perspective from arthur flex at some point in the film or anything like that um kind of shows a character who is in a tough spot and Joaquin Phoenix is a very talented actor. Uh, I'm not certainly not arguing that, but it would have been nice to have seen some other perspective. Somebody did treat him nice and he went away with it because the film, and this gets into topics I'm not qualified to talk about. The film seems to be pointing a lot to the mental illness as well as the, the world he lives in and how those two impact. And I think that's a really fascinating thing to look at. Um, and the film does do a good job of introducing a lot of things presenting a lot of interesting ideas but I, they never really were developed or anything like that it if the point is just and i've seen that the point is just to raise awareness for mental mental health issues if that's the case that worked for me less than five minutes into the film probably at least by the time arthur had been to his first visit with the doctor right and then the rest of the film didn't add anything to that to me it just kind of beat it down uh beat that point across for a long, long time in a slowly moving film. Yeah, it's like you said, neither of us are mental health experts in any way. So we're well way out of our, our field, but it's it does feel very like stigmatizing towards mental illness. Um, I'll totally agree with you. I hope this makes people at least think about it a little bit better. Um, I was actually just looking before this and we didn't go to an AMC theater where we saw it, but evidently before AMC, like if you went in an AMC theater, they showed like a, a 60 sit. 60 second um promo from um like the national um mental health association i can't remember what the organization is exactly but basically about um stigmatizing mental illness and that's the that's where again some of the ambiguity in this story is really frustrating because it it just kind of falls into like the the idea that mental illness necessarily causes people to be violent and that violence is a is a logical next step for people who have been bullied or have people mean to them like the the very first violence when he he shoots the people on the subway like you could maybe get away with like the very first one he is if you really really wanted to go there you could say he's defending himself because they are actually physically attacking him but then the point where i first got sick was then he shoots the guy in the leg and he's crawling away and he like actively hunts him down and shoots him a bunch of times and so like it switches from no this is not self defense this is like him enjoying killing people and enjoying violence and then every other killing after that there's no there's no kind of like self defense or any sort of justification it's just if people if you're mean to a person with mental illness they will kill you and like people with mental illness are way more likely to either hurt themselves or be hurt by somebody else those two things are way way more likely than someone with mental illness hurting other people and so it's kind of it's frustrating the focus that there is on that in this movie but at the end of the day if it gets people talking about mental illness and maybe taking it more seriously um you know it touches on like lack of funding for mental health care programs and stuff like that so hopefully that sparks some kind of um 
conversation and people talking about it um in that vein i would say like if i had to pick something that i liked from this movie that adds to like the joker lore or total story the the laughing condition that he has and you know he hands the card to the um, woman on the bus explaining that he has a condition i thought that was a really kind of interesting um real condition that people can have that would explain some of the the laughing behavior that joker has and that it's a cover for all of these other emotions that he can't express and the uh way that other people normally do so i thought that was an interesting uh little part of the story yeah absolutely and what, what you said about the the self-defense and all of that none of that's surprising in a, a joker story that by that point in the film he is being violent and enjoys it um in terms of the laughing condition just thinking that like switching gears to dc fan fandom and thinking about that uh the laughing condition i think that could be interesting backstory for the joker's condition maybe he he couldn't control the laughter and then once he became the joker he could control it and all like that's almost more scary he's controlling of his emotions now and his emotions are all leading to violent things i think that would make the a terrifying character even more terrifying perhaps um speaking of those joker batman universe type things what do you think do you think joaquin is a good joker i i i've liked joaquin phoenix like pretty much every movie i've ever seen him i think he's a very good actor and he does a good job acting in this movie um it's hard because he this is definitely it's very very much an origin film and so you don't actually spend a ton of time with him in what you would traditionally think as the joker it's basically only the last i don't know 20 minutes or so um but that being said the the parts that are there if i could take out the context of the movie it's in and how bad i was feeling at the end he looks really good as the joker and he does a very good job of being menacing um and so i would i would love to see him or would have loved to see him against a batman against um some force of good that we could counterpoint him against so i think yes he makes a good joker uh just maybe not in this context yeah and the whole joker thing i would have to give him an incomplete if he's joker you could argue he's really not the joker until the final scene and even then he's really right. kind of figuring it out or at least on the murray franklin show he during on that show he's really figuring out what the joker is or, or feeling it out you could argue he really becomes the joker when he shoots the third guy when he chases down that third guy on the subway yeah. um you could argue all those things but it's tough to say what Joaquin would be as a Joker because he's he's really not that for the majority of the film where he's feeling it out. There are instances where I think, yeah, like that's kind of a Joker thing to do. The general premise, the ambiguity of the story, um, the violence of the story, which there's not a ton of violence, like volume of violence, but there's a slow build up to all of it and that makes it seem worse than it actually is. But, you know, two guys walk into the Joker's house, one ends up with scissors in their skulls, the other one gets a, a kiss on the forehead and sent along on his day that makes sense from a joker perspective that's that's something that seems joker like um so it's tough to say in terms of the other batman universe connections again i can't really evaluate alfred and thomas wayne because is that really what happened or not i didn't like the alfred and thomas wayne in this so much is that how they are from his perspective is that how they really are in this universe or is that how they is todd phillips saying that's how they always are just how they look from the lower class perspective i don't know um and Everything that happened with Arthur's mom and Thomas Wayne, was that real? Her story real? Was the Wayne story real? Or was, you know, did he, Thomas Wayne just cover everything up? I think that's one interpretation you could have that he covered up, got her called, uh, sent to Arkham, all of those things. I think that's one interpretation. Again, it's left kind of ambiguous unless you 
you know, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah, I I think I have pretty similar sentiments to you that the other characters that we already know, the Waynes, um, Alfred, this is like completely alternate reality versions of these characters. So it's even it's like hard to to compare them to the other versions of these characters that we know, because it's it's basically just completely different people with the same name, at least. And like you said, there is there's that ambiguity of is this how they really are or is this how people perceive them people who are less fortunate um so yeah they they're completely unlikable characters which is what they're supposed to be within this story so i guess they did do a good job of being completely unlikable in fairness arthur did just show up outside right the kid's house and he's whatever eight years old and is reaching in to touch him and and all of that so you can see why alfred would be a little defensive and why thomas would be a little defensive um i would have liked to have seen Alfred have a little bit of compassion or anyone in this movie show a little bit of compassion um, when he found out his mom was had worked with Thomas before. Uh, hey, I'm sorry. Um, I used to know your mom. I'm sorry for everything she's been through. But again, he was shown no compassion. And I think that's the point of the film. But I would have liked to have seen that. I think Bruce was <laughs> Bruce was the only one who didn't do anything mean to him. He just kind of stood there. Yeah. Um, Bruce going down the pole was probably, I'm going to say that's my favorite part of the movie because it reminded me of Adam West. Yeah. And I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but I'm just going to say that. Um, really don't think you needed to show the Waynes getting murdered. Yeah. Although I guess you want to tie it in, you know, the Joker and the Batman are connected. I didn't think it was a part of the story, so I didn't think it was necessary, but maybe it is. Um, just one more thing. I guess if, it, if this film did another thing well, DC-wise, it shows how disgusting Gotham could be and why Batman and Bruce was necessary. Yeah, that's a good point. So a, a lot to unpack in this film. We're not, we didn't love it as a film, obviously, but we hope it at least brings some good conversation forward. Uh, I will say entertainment value wise, uh, this is not a film for entertainment. And I don't think that's trying to be just a straight up fun film, but just entertainment wise, there was never a point where I would have been comfortable laughing or cheering or anything like that. Uh, I was uncomfortable the entire time through physically felt sick a lot of times and wanting to look away from the screen. Uh, it's a slow moving film as well. Uh, I'm I, in a lot of ways, I'm not someone who likes musicals. This is not a musical, but the dance routines almost reminded me of a musical because they would take what that does. Why I don't like musicals. They spend a lot of time doing something that could be conveyed in a line of dialogue. And sometimes you need that musical or dancing routine, but the third or fourth dance dance routine was enough. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him maybe, only smoke a cigarette after he's violent and you could have conveyed the same thing in much less time or something like that. Um, that's just what I think of it. Yeah. I, like you said, the entertainment value, the repeat view viewability of this, I, I don't think I would ever watch this movie again. And I, I don't know if I'm, I'm sure like a lot of people, this will probably become one of the movies that people like to watch again to try to find different clues of, uh, especially because this is such an ambiguous film of finding different clues of what's real, what's not things you missed the first time um this isn't a film that i would want to do that to um yeah the some people like some of the negative reviews have talked about how like it's boring because there's not a lot going on again i i think the design of the film is to make you feel very uncomfortable and one of the ways it does that is like spending a lot of time with basically nothing or not much happening like you said with the dance routines and stuff like that and so it does it's impactful and effect, effective in that way that's just not something that I enjoy very much. Yeah, it's a two-hour movie, but it's almost entirely from Arthur's perspective. There's no yeah. other things going on. So it's two hours with Arthur, and that's 
a slow character study. That's what it's trying to be. But at, at times it makes it feel a little monotonous uh, or slow to get the point across. Yeah. So again, not, not a film either of us enjoyed, not something I want to watch again at all. Uh, but um, maybe an important film. I hope one, you know, I hope it's something that brings about something good from it. I don't know if it will, but I'm, I'm hopeful that it will. Yeah. And going back to like DC related fandom stuff, like what this means for the future of DC Warner Brothers movies, the fact that this is doing so well, especially financially, uh, I think means that they will search out projects like this again. I think there's already been talks about a possible sequel to this. I don't know how realistic that is, but um, I don't know. I If I had to like be positive about it, I would say I hope that what they take from this is very unique takes on characters, uh, comic book movies that don't feel like quote unquote comic book movies. I'm okay with that if they want to do that every now and then um, and do like a character study on a character. I would hope that someday we could see that for a hero instead of a villain. That would be pretty cool to see. Uh, But more realistically, overall, I would say that this makes me a little worried about the types of projects that they will green light in the future based on the success of this movie. I agree, Uh, at least for what I personally want and where generally where I think they should be going, um, the success of this. And I think when this movie first came out, I thought it would make a lot of sense. Yeah, you can do Joker for 50 million and probably make 500 million. And it looks like this will do even better than that. Um, The fascination for me was never what can Joker do financially. You make it low enough budget, you slap Joker's name and Joaquin Phoenix's name on there. It's going to do well. My question is, how will this impact things going forward um, with having separate movies not connected to a universe having all that having multiple characters out there in a similar time frame how all that happens i think that's we'll see how that plays out um down the line and if this is good for anything else dc related or if it's just good for this movie um obviously it's going to have success in the short term that was not really a question i don't know if this makes dc any stronger going forward uh in terms of other films i don't know that this is going to help other films that come out so we'll see um it's fascinating to see how that will work out but we'll just have to wait and see yeah all right that is all we have for today Uh, thanks for listening and we'll be back soon